Attention, red alert. All agents to deep storage. There has been a mass containment breach. Use of lethal force authorized by Director Brimstone. Attention, red alert. All agents to deep storage. There has been a mass containment breach. I've managed to bind my leg up with some stuff in this room. Whatever it is outside is desperately trying to get in. I, I, I look through the window, it, it looked like some sort of strange human-like creature without a face. It was quite unpleasant. Something's happening down in deep storage. None of these creatures should have managed to get out of containment, not this far anyway. It'll get in any time soon. That door can't keep itself held in place for much longer. Hello? Yes, yes, you run back to the hells that you came from. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me, is there anyone in there? Yes, yes, it's me. Uh, Clone 271. Is that you, Isaac? It is indeed me. Let me in and I'll help you. Yeah, give me a second, give me... Oh, okay, alright. What, what what's going on? It appears that someone has been letting the creatures out in deep storage. What, what do you mean? Someone's got in. I don't know what's happening. It's some sort of sabotage event. Hundreds of creatures are making their way through the base at the minute. They're climbing through the vents, they're coming up to the elevators, and they're coming up the stairs. Surely we should have already poured the concrete in. Someone sabotaged the concrete dispensers. Deep storage can't be sealed off right now. Come with me. We'll try and fix that. Okay, all right. Give me, give me a second. Let me, let me I'll go. help you. Come in. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Isaac. You wouldn't mind if I continue to record my memoirs on this, would you? That's fine. Don't worry. I'll keep you protected. All right. Hello. This is Clone271. I'm here talking to you again about what happened in Cairo. I will continue my story by discussing what happened when Dr. Martin... Thad and Millard went to the Magic Bazaar. <laughs> Isaac, we need to get out of here. Millard 
And Rose and Thad, you went to find the Sistrum of Osiris from a tomb below Egypt. Yes? Yes. I finally showed Joel what a Sistrum was like an hour after we finished recording last (laughs) week. Did you not know what a Sistrum was? No. Oh. (laughs) I don't have to know what anything is to try to interact with it or use it. That's true. So... The sistrum is like a sort—it's like a little rattle, isn't it? It's like sort of like an ancient rattle. Yeah. Um, and it's like a tambourine kind of feel, I think. Yeah. Would be the, Wait, rattle? Yeah. I thought it was like a violin-style thing. I, I was completely no. wrong. Okay. Nice. It's a percussion instrument. Um, <laughs> I think. It's crazy how looking a thing up changes your whole perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like something you—it's like sistrum, like strumming. No. But it's not that. No. No. Okay, anyway, so um, the the three of you went down into the tomb and you killed an ancient alien mummy and then Thad stole its DNA by using the Sistrum to absorb its essence. I planned all along. Yeah, and then that's given you a big squishy head and memories of this ancient alien. The last time this ancient alien sort of like came to Earth, uh, it was to stop the vampire empress from like wiping out all life on Earth. Yeah, and the pyramids are, are, are was used to trap her, right? Yes. Yeah, so color that a big old oopsies on Team Gamma's part. Yeah, a little bit. Are bad. Uh, and then uh, you tried using that system again, but because you'd been in a scuffle, because you tried to pretend to be a conehead, there was a scuffle between you and some Omen agents, and they broke the system. I haven't heard this, this episode of the podcast yet, and I'm like sitting here with my mouth wide open. Yeah, it was definitely a magical experience overall. Rose blew up the pyramids with a tactical nuclear device, which caused the pyramids to break in such a way where the vampire empress, now imbued with the soul energy of thousands of people from the city nearby, she managed to pull herself up and out of the sands. And then she was marching across Giza to like, just completely destroy the city. That was where we were up to, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one thing was you guys got in a helicopter, and as you guys were flying away in the helicopter, that was about the same time that Martin and Annabelle had jumped out of their airship, and they'd aimed the airship towards the pyramids. Your helicopter crashed into their airship. You got hair- airship in my helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was being carried, or I was riding Greg down, wasn't I? You were riding Greg down. Yeah. Smedley was being carried in the arms of Annabelle. And after a little while, um, the two teams sort of met up and Peyton and Smedley got together and we formulated a plan. And the plan is that Koala and Rose were going to go and operate and they were going to find and operate Project Saharan Freedom, which is an enormous mecha. (laughs) Yes. Which gives you guys enough time to go to the magical black market and find some way to repair the system of Osiris so then Thad can use it to trap the Vampire Empress once again. And just uh, just a heads up, too, if you want to add any flavor text in this, uh, Paul and I talked after the last recording, and I'm going to be trying to embody a lot of the stuff from uh, Masters of the Universe, because that whole movie was actually about fixing an ancient mu- uh, musical relic. Really? Was it? Yeah, the key, the dimension hopping key that's broken. That's oh, the, snap. Yeah. It's like a key It's a musical instrument. I've yeah. never seen this. Oh, oh you should yeah. not. It is it's awful. Not. They ran out of money midway through. It's a, it's a He-Man movie. 
without he well it does have he-man but Dolph Lundgren was so bad in it that they literally like it's a it's it's a he-man movie but it's called Master of the Universe and he-man's in like 15% of it and says like five lines well part of it was because they were going to get Dolph Lundgren's lines redubbed over after so he was just supposed <laughs> to be the guy and they the ran money. out of money so they're like wow we can't afford the ADR for this Jeez. so fucking oh Oh. Dolph Lundgren's Sweden's like pride though. You can't diss Dolph Lundgren in front of in front of me. <laughs> he hadn't been in anything yet. He was just ah, some guy. Yeah, okay. So oh, they, he, he had doesn't like, speak he, English very well. He hadn't picked up his <laughs> acting chops yet. Yeah. I want to watch this. It is on Amazon Prime right now. Well, in in our region, so good luck. <laughs> so we're going to the magic black market. You're going to go to the magic black market and at the same time Annabelle and Smedley have gone off to try and um, stop the Vampire Empress from getting across to the other side of the Nile because on the other side of the Nile are a nice group of, like, not dead people. Like, everyone on that side of the Nile isn't dead, so... It's my favorite fucking kind! <laughs> She's going that way to feast, so they're going to try and stop that from happening. Understandable. You guys are going to the Magical Black Market, uh, and the Magical Black Market is on, like, this side of Giza. It is towards, like, the south of the city. You guys are on your way there right now. You're making your way through the streets, the sort of like abandoned streets of this side of the city. To the north of you, you can see the vampire empress. She is plowing her way through the city right now, destroying loads of buildings. And she's got like thousands of little sort of like spindly like tentacle legs coming out from underneath her. And they're all just like reaching down and grabbing like corpses from the streets and pulling them up into her mouth. It's really horrible. You guys are sort of walking away from that as quickly as you can uh, towards the magical black market. I have a question. Gone. Okay, so does she have multiple mouths or are the thousand legs like pulling them up, but also kind of in an assembly line, like sending them all up into like the mouth? So like there's like one leg, like every other leg is for pulling and then every other leg is for passing. Yes, it's that one. It's it's okay. very efficient. It's kind of horrifically efficient. I can't even begin to imagine this, honestly. <laughs> she as an entity is doing it without thinking of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, why would you take... There's no, there's nothing to think about. There's a bunch of stuff on the ground. It's got all... all, all yeah, yeah. Like, all sea anemone just, and stuff on it. Just pulling it out of the... Yeah, it's just yum, 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 yum. I like it. Nice. Go keep moving. And she's also, like, spawning vampires from her back as well. You know, you know that frog? Yeah, stop. This is this is gross already. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, what? It's horrifying. Really? Sean is just doing this for me. <laughs> um. So... The group of you are walking through the town. You hear the vampire empress let out a loud roar. It feels like she's like let out a bunch of psychic energy. Like you feel like a crackle on the back of your neck. Millard and um, Dr. Martin, you feel this psychic blast like ripple past you with your demonic senses. That can't be good. No. I don't uh, hate when that happens. Does that happen a lot to you? <laughs> well, I mean, just when your neck hairs go up like that, it's uh, like having neck hairs is also gross. I don't really care for that, but I got <laughs> it's appearances and whatnot. But mm, do you not like how the meat bodies get anxious? No, no, I I guess I agree with that actually. Yeah, you, Isher in your brain is agreeing and nodding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> three of you notice that nearby a couple of the corpses on the ground start to shuffle and they then pull themselves upright uh, and in their eyes there are like this there's this bright blue sort of like glowing dr martin you know this immediately as a possessed zombie back from when you were in the crypt 
back in uh, Louisiana, you can see how all of these zombies are mostly sort of walking down the road and they're sort of slowly walking towards the vampire empress herself as if they're being offered up as like food, essentially. Oh, great. A few of them notice you guys uh, and they notice that you are not necessarily as dead as they are. Uh, and they decide that they're going to take you guys on. Can I pretend to be a zombie? Sure. Go for it. I have an idea, too, to go along with that of something I didn't get to do in the last episode that I wanted to do. And I said that I wasn't going to tell you because I could maybe do it later. Go on. Oh, you do it first. Come on, I want to hear this. I am immediately going to change out into uh, into a, a red leather jacket and, and put on one glove and then try to roll creativity to see if I can get all these zombies to thriller dance with me <laughs> and as if they think I'm the head zombie. And then also do keep in mind, I look very dry skin and half dead because of all the mummy parts in my brain. And you do so. have like the somewhat psychic powers of this ancient alien mummy. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to say this is kind of actually plausible. It's better. As much as I hate it. Yeah, you could just say anything. You know that, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, so I'm going to roll with creativity, which is a plus eight. I got an 18 plus eight. <laughs> All right. Um, Dr. Mark and welcome to Gamma. <laughs> you lot are weird. I don't know. He, he just does that. He I don't know where he gets the wigs and he just has it's a ah. You dress up as Michael Jackson uh, and you begin the amazing thriller dance and your big bulbous head which seems to be growing more and more bulbous by the second, lets out a psychic blast of pure creativity. The Vampire Empress loses control of the zombies around you guys, uh, and they now become like your own little personal entourage, and they follow your movements exactly, and you begin the thriller dance. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I'm sure that everyone knows this. We can continue on our mission, but I now have to continuously walk in the thriller dance, so it's going to take a little bit longer <laughs> to get where we're going. Okay. I, I lean over to uh, to Millard and, and whisper to him, like, isn't, isn't that kind of scary powerful right now? I'm kind of terrified. I mean... You kind of should be. I don't really know why any of it works, but it plays out. Like he, he, li he's lived through so many missions. I'm pretty sure make... he could rule the world if he wanted to. I think if you'll, if you know him for a little longer, you'll understand why that's not true. <laughs> 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 but it is convenient to have him around. Okay. I, I'll not it's, get on his bad side. I'll say that much. No, you, yeah. you should. And I want both of you to know, I do not hear any of this because I'm too in in it. Because like I've never had uh, like you know acting partners and dance partners that were just so good, as in they were shells of people that just mimic everything that I did. So like I'm just <laughs> enthralled with how good we're doing because of me. So you could literally say anything you want about me, and I will have no clue. Like, no, we could be having this conversation at a much louder yeah. volume, and he'd have no idea. Yeah, just like, gets so yeah Miller's, like, thing. doing the whole thing, like, waving his hand in front of my face, and, like... <laughs> yeah, no, he's really... like, But he's really smooth. Look at his arms. They go up, and they go over, and they go up again. <laughs> what kind Shuffle of world do down. we live in? <laughs> I mean, one that you can still enjoy dancing, even though thousands of people are being eaten by a vampire empress. Yeah, this is an absurd scene. Also, I just want to do one thing right here and point out that this is not the weirdest thing that's happening Right now. No, exactly. <laughs> so, 
in either case, we should we should keep moving towards the black market. Absolutely. The, you yes, know, I never th- I never thought market. the black market was an actual location. I thought it was like the concept of underground trading. But now I know it's actually a place that we can go to. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can't just get on Craigslist. Magical Craigslist. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. So we're. We, but yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. And so these zombies like uh, are just mine now. <laughs> yes, they are. You have. I'd say you have an entourage of twenty zombies with you. All right. All entranced. Um, however, whenever you do command them. You have to command them with something that would sound like something Michael Jackson would say. Okay, perfect. At least make one of the noises like Michael Jackson would make when he sees. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand rules. I understand, I understand the constraints. That's that's the constraints. Okay, that's important. Okay, I'm a man of rules, Joel. I'm <laughs> yeah, a man no, of rules. You run a tight. You run a tight. Fair yeah. and just. <laughs> Man's nothing without a code. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> the group of you, you um, start to make your way to the black market and. As you um, make your way down this road, you actually see nearby Rose and Peyton and Koala fly past you on what looked like giant cats. What? Did they get the better mission? Now, see, I that I would not care for. I just would... I. Do not care for cats. Why does Why does Miller not like cats? Oh well, Miller doesn't care for cats because cats can actually see into the demon realm and know they know your shame and speak it mm. aloud. If they look you in the eyes. And you know, I always heard that Alf was a demon and he ate cats, so I kind of assumed that all demons ate cats. <laughs> oh. Alf is one of our best. I mean, gargoyles eat cats. Like, that's definitely where they come from. Yeah, so they drive past on these these, these cats, um, and eventually you guys make your way to a enormous door in the side of a sandy building. The door is intricately designed. It has a large sort of, like, tree on it, like a tree pattern, with four or five like bright colored gemstones around the tree the door has like a sort of little sort of large knocker on it which is in the shape of like a lion's head um and there's a little sort of like slidey hatch next to it i immediately uh go into kind of like a power pose and um point forward and then do a spin around on one foot and then land in a superhero pose and I scream, beat it, as I command the zombies to go forward and break the door down. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, The zombies go up and they uh, start to bang on the door. And immediately as they start to bang on the door, you hear the little hatch slide open uh, and there's a guy like what looks like a guy there, but his skin's like a weird green color. uh, And he goes, hang on a minute. What's happening here? Why are you attacking our door? I'm going to hold the system and go, I'm Zombie Jackson, and I need you to help me use music to save the world. Music to save the world, eh? What's, what's going on out there? We keep ourselves to ourselves here. Are you guys Gamma or Omen agents? What's happening? Have you looked out the window recently? We don't have any windows. We're the underground black market. We don't, we don't like windows. Wow, that sounds depressing. Can I roll a luck check to just point behind me and then hope that there's a really good example of what's going on that would make it imperative <laughs> for him to let us in? Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I don't want to look. No, of course not. And a seven plus eight, so it's still, uh, what is that? 
What is math? That's a 15. That's a 15. Your character is broken inherently. <laughs> so you point backwards and... Uh, I, well, the... I have plus eight creativity, plus eight luck. I, I have a minus two and everything else. But yeah, so go on though. I, po I point behind me. Okay, so you point behind you and um, immediately the guy who's looking through the window can see this enormous vampire empress knocking down an enormous tower. It's a big fireball uh, and she lets out this horrific sort of like roar that echoes across the city and he looks down at you and he blinks and goes all right then come on in and the door opens up and you are now shown a long set of stairs that goes directly down like a big sort of curled set of stairs that go down to the, underneath the ground the guy says can you uh stop your uh, zombie friends from attacking the door now it's open oh shit what michael jackson phrase can i say to make them stop did he ever say stop in a song? You, you could say beat it again, but you said to make them leave. Yeah, I don't want them to, like, leave, leave. What if no. um, I scream uh, Billy Jean? What do they do when I scream Billy Jean? Um, they immediately all turn towards you and they say, is not my lover in, like, zombie. <laughs> Great. And then, but, does that make, but that does make them stop the, uh, beating the door, though, right? Yes. They are now um, ad they're just okay. sort of standing there adamantly, like, discussing with one another how they're not the um, father of a child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah, they're, you know, it's not... in zombie, so it's just, like, mumbling. Okay, great, yeah. I guess so, you yeah. guys are going to go down into this place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the three of you then head down the stairs with this um, rather sort of buff looking green guy who's a little bit shorter than all of you. And he's got big pointy ears uh, and the sort of like flat piggish nose. So I guess you want to fix that thing then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we, we need to fix this. Uh, it got broken in a little scuffle. All right, then. Oh, fine. That's be fine. All right. I'm sure there's someone down here looking out you. Um, and he goes up to this door and he knocks on it like four times in a very specific set of places. And then a door opens. You feel like a sort of strange heat all around you. Millard and also Dr. Martin, you recognize this as you are sort of moving up like an energy boundary. So you're moving out of the normal world and into a sort of slightly higher energy plane. Oh, so it's like a portal. Yeah, sort of a portal. And you look around you and you are surrounded in this sort of magical bazaar now. It goes on as far as the eye can see. There are stalls everywhere selling weird things. There are all sorts of weird monsters walking around. There are giants like, sort of sitting there playing what looks like Pokemon, but like with actual sort of weird looking Pokemon-like creatures. That's called dog fighting. <laughs> yes. I mean, sort of, but yeah. you know. I mean, Pokemon has always been like that, but everyone seems to ignore that horrific fact about it. They fucking eat them. It's monstrous. Yeah, no. I mean, I imagine like a Magikarp would taste quite nice. Possibly like a... I've always wanted to eat Mr. Mime. There's an uh, there's a Pokemon that is literally mm. an ice cream. There is. Yeah, there there is. It's called Vanilla. Delicious. Yeah, and Vanillish. I mean, Mr. Mime must be the sweetest of meats. <laughs> I imagine he'd be quite <laughs> like the most, soft. Certainly is the most dangerous game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> coming in. So coming into this market, I wanna, I wanna really just like, I have a bunch of magic or tech stuff in my bag. You do. I wanna go on a trading spree. Okay. Like I wanna, I wanna trade in a thing that I trade for a thing that I trade for a thing, etc., etc., until I get something dumb at the other end. All right. So what are you gonna trade? 
I'm getting rid of my Dr. Synapso's amazing letter remover because I imagine it has a lot of value. Yes, I imagine it would also have quite a lot of value considering it can create things from nothing. Exactly, and if I do this, then maybe I won't break all of your encounters. Could you roll, I guess, what would what would the role be for like going and like trading this or something? Yeah, uh, is it, per it's not persuasion, is it? it's gotta be persuasion, I guess. I'd say it's a mix of persuasion and luck. Could you yeah. roll persuasion and luck and we'll get the highest one? Okay, at least I have plus two to luck. But that only gave me a four anyway. And persuasion, I rolled a 16. Okay, I'm going to say this is sort of, a, I guess, a very a, a mixed success here then, uh, considering like your luck was not on your side, but your persuasion was quite high. You uh, trade in the amazing letter remover uh, and you end up getting yourself... Remember, remember that nice pair of like magical goggles you got? Yeah. You managed to get yourself one of those, but this one allows you to like see many different planes of existence on top of one another. So you can like change the lenses in it to see what's going on in the undead realm underneath like this world and what's going on in the um, fairy realm and what's going on in the elemental realm above that one. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Not bad. Yeah. So I look, say you got that. Down. Look what I got, guys. What do I look like in another dimension? Um, which one? Let's let's <laughs> try the blue crystal. Okay. You pop that one in, and that's the undead dimension, and you can see just a floating sort of glowing orb. You're like, I don't know, glowing orb. Oh shit! Yeah, I got orb energy. Not that I, not that interesting. You're more handsome in this dimension. I promise. I mean, I feel oh. like I'm I'm more handsome in every dimension. Ooh. <laughs> that's not how more or, and oh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a uh, follower of 20, 20 zombies because of how good you are at things? I should have desiccated your zombies. <laughs> Not too late. Not too late. Um, I, I posed to the group because I, I see how good your trade was, and I hold up the system and go, do you think we could trade this for something cool? No, 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 no. no. Focus, that. focus, everyone that. focus. Remember, we're trying to limit collateral damage and financial outcome, negative financial outcomes associated. You can probably get something for this, and I, I give Thad my... And I'm sorry about this, Sean. I give that my extra-dimensional morphine. Oh, extra... What does that do? It, so this is some morphine that we got from uh, a haunted, but not actually haunted hospital uh, from another dimension. If you inject someone with it, mean? they go to that dimension after a while. After a while? An undetermined amount of time. I don't know. It took Koala a while. When was convenient for me? Is all of y'all's equipment very vague? How much, uh, how, how, like, how many, how many doses are in the thing that you just gave me? One, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one. Okay. Uh, I say, I say thank you. I'll definitely trade this with something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I put the morphine in my pocket. Okay. The goblin dude <laughs> next to you guys, uh, looks to you and goes, uh, so I guess you guys want to find someone to repair that thing, right? Yes, that that was the objective of our coming. Oh, I don't I don't think that thing's. Can I have a look at it for me, please? Can I have a look at it? Don't let go of it. Uh, I'm not going to steal yeah, it. I, look with your eyes, not your hands. All right then. Um, he looks at it uh, and he goes, um, "Yeah, this looks like some sort of magical device. Uh, it ain't going to be any sort of standard blacksmith stuff you can do here. You're going to have to find someone a little bit more special than that. I've got one person I've got in mind, but." He probably won't want to see you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you turn around a circle and say that it's you, that's the best reveal ever. <laughs> it's not me. I'm sorry. Okay. Also, but I, we would understand if you wouldn't want to work I mean, with I, us. I, I get that. I get that. I was just trying to say, you know, you know, that thematically, that'd be very fun. And I, I feel like it would just been like a cool surprise. But anyways, I guess uh, 
We, we do need to get this fixed. I've not been like, I don't know if you know me. My name is William P. Grognak. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goblin. I've, I've, I've done a bit of like stand up. I did a bit of voiceover work for like a, a game back in the 90s. It was Fallout, wasn't it? No, but like it, 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 it was pretty decent. And, <laughs> but I've, I've been falling on hard times recently. So I'm now basically curator of this part of the black market. Yeah, I tell him, uh, I, I understand. I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of friends that uh, failed at the business too. And, I can't sympathize with him because I don't understand what failure is, but I heard about it. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I mean, I don't. It's not. I just kind of explained to you that oh. I don't know what failure is, and so I told you I can't sympathize with you. And also, I'm not like explaining to you as the GM what I'm doing. Thad is talking out loud to him like this. Need I remind you that people are currently being drug up into the mouth of a giant alien squid queen lady <laughs> thing? That's a good point, actually. Perhaps some sense of urgency. <sighs> that's true. That's true. And I and I put what well, uh, I put my hand on on the goblin's shoulder. And I go. You know what? I guess it is kind of. You know, it's the responsibility of the big fish to help to help Any the little fish eat. Any sense of urgency. And I, you know, how about do you want to do you want to you know get back in the acting game? Because I think I got a role of the lifetime, and that's my best friend. Maybe. I, I'll think about it. What do you want me to roll? I want to try to make him be my friend. Okay, roll for persuasion. Okay, so minus two. <laughs> A seven. Uh, he's not entirely convinced. Um, he goes, look, I'll, I'll take you to him, but I don't think he'll be happy to see anyone, okay? Okay, well. You follow him through, like, the bazaar. There's this sense of, like, spices and stuff as you're going through this place. All sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. Uh, and eventually you'll make your way to this sort of big empty area that's in between, like, a bunch of little alleyways. Uh, William the Goblin points down there and goes, he's, uh, he's down there. If you want to see him, you're going to have to try and get past uh, the guys in front of his uh, workshop, though, because he doesn't like visitors. Like we're going to have to fight some people or we're going to. Well, I mean, you don't have to fight them like you, you, you get past. Uh, but they're basically going to check to see if you're legit. And if you're not legit, they'll probably beat the shit out of you. Le legit how? You know, legit being legit, you know, Are you legit. Uh I mean, I get it. Yeah, you know, this is perfect. And so I hand him my card. Uh, and just say, you know, if you ever want to get back in the game, you know, just just to let me know. I do. I really do. I, I hate this job. I hate this job so much. I was a lecturer in Lord of the Rings. It was good. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... Um, uh, is that typecasting? Oh, yeah. As absolutely. But, like, at the time, it was it was all I could get. Yeah, that makes sense. You go up to the door uh, around the corner and you say, excuse me, sir, and there's just a cat on the floor. <laughs> oh, so cute. I want to pet it. I pet it. I'm going to pet it. You go up to reach for the cat and the cat then grows like four times the size um, and gains a um, rather impressive looking golden headdress. I still want to pet it? It hisses at you oh. and it goes, Welcome to the Genie's Bazaar. I am a Sphinx and I will ask you a question and if you can answer, then you're legit and you can come in. Oh, I know this one. Do you want the question? Yeah. If you don't answer the question correctly, I will kill you. Uh, I mean, I had another plan to prove how legit I was, but I guess I could answer a question, but I, you know, I, I kind of feel like I... Do we all get to... Is, yeah, it's one at, a, one at a time? What's the... Yeah, do we have to do it individually, or... You can do it together. I don't have all day. If we accidentally blurt it out, does that count as our answer? Yes. Okay, so don't do that. Do we only get one answer? You get one answer each. 
Okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? I kind of feel like I should maybe do my own thing so I could prove how legit I am outside of y'all without answering a question. <laughs> All right. Here's the question. What has a head and a tail, is brown, and has no legs? Head and a tail, brown, and has no legs. Is it a poop? <laughs> it is not a poop. You have failed to answer the question. And then the Sphinx, like, grabs at you uh, and, like, cuts you open slightly. <laughs> slightly? For, for damage. Okay. With, uh, with its claws. I'm barely scratched. All right. I think it's my turn. So I uh, I look at my zombies and I just say, like, you know, Michael Jackson isn't the only influential artist. And then I reach into my bag and I pull out uh, uh, an MC Hammer oversized suit and put it on as I start to uh, show them the choreography for the too legit to quit dance. Because I'm trying to prove how legit I am. <laughs> Roll for, I guess, creativity here. Uh, 13 in total. Um, the Sphinx looks down at you and it is also not impressed by your dancing. You have not answered the question, and I will take this dance as a metaphor for your answer. And it's wrong! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this train was going to have to run out of steam at some point. The Sphinx claws at you and causes you five damage. Perfect. The Sphinx then looks at Millard and goes, You there, demon, can you answer my riddle? Oh yeah, ha hang on, Mil and Millard's p fishing through his pockets. And he pulls out a penny and flips it up at the Sphinx. The Sphinx watches as this penny moves up towards its face in slow motion. Mm, yes, you are too legit to quit. I will go now. And then it turns into a little kitten and runs off down the street. That made a lot more sense than my answer. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It wasn't a poop. Well, I don't know. Why would it be a poop? It has a yeah, head. It has a tail. Or a tail. It has well, a beginning and an end, right? Why does a poop have a head? That's not a head or a tail, though. This is <laughs> Millard starts walking towards the door under the penny and catches it as it fin yeah. just as it finishes its arc and watches the cat run off. That is cool, gentlemen. Sense of urgency. Yeah, I I feel a little upset that my dance didn't work. Um, so I'm no longer walking. I am making the zombies carry me. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised they managed to survive that encounter with the Sphinx. Yeah, I mean, poop is not really a good answer for any riddle, let alone a Sphinx's one. I don't know where Dr. Martin was running with that one. Well, don't worry, we'll soon be at the concrete storage just around this corner. Oh, God! Oh, no, it's the fridge! Oh, God, the fridge! Don't look away, okay? Listen, Smedley. Yes? You have to go on without me. What? What? No. No, I'm not, I'm not going on without you. You have to. I have to stand here and look at this fridge. How did the fridge get out of containment? Same way the rest of them did. Someone's been releasing them. And now the fridge is here. Oh God, not the fridge. Why the, why always the fridge? I thought we dealt with the fridge. Go on without me. You can do this, okay? Wait, wait, which way? It, the, it's literally in front of the way we have to go. I cannot get past the fridge. Go through the ventilation shafts, Medley. You can take two lefts and a right, and you should be able to get there in time. Oh god, not the vents. I'm really claustrophobic. You need to do it, Smedley, for the good of this facility. Are you going to be all right? Oh, I'll be fine. It's just the fridge. Nothing someone like me can't handle. All right, fine. I'll go. Oh god, I hate enclosed spaces. Oh, Smedley, just be careful down there. I've heard things moving around in the vents. 
Oh god. The Omen podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set. Now available on itch.io. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N cast, and who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there.